Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. Coming up today, I have a super juicy interview for you guys. I know it was meant to be out yesterday, but trust me, it is worth the wait. Drum roll, please. I have Married at First Sight star, Booker's best friend, housemate, and bridesmaid, Madeline, coming on the show to tell us everything that went down behind the scenes between Booker and Brett that we did not get to see. She's going to go into detail about the homophobic jokes and sexist comments that Brett made to Booker during filming that were left on the cutting room floor. Madeline explains the real reason why Booker and Brett's relationship has turned sour and makes a number of other shocking revelations about Brett's behaviour during filming. She also reveals how Booker felt about the shocking letter writing incident with Patrick and Belinda where they attacked her character on behalf of Brett and Madeline reveals exactly what led to that incident. Plus, I also ask her what is really going on with Booker and Jake Edwards after footage emerged of them last week sharing a New Year's Eve kiss. This is a super explosive interview, as always, so buckle up and wear protection and get ready to sip some boiling hot tea. So much drama, so little time, let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So I've got Booker's Bridesmaid Madeline on the phone. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So you're Booker's best friend. Yeah, we live together with my kids. Oh, wait, you live together? Yeah, we live together. I moved over to Perth like last year <laughs> just to um, also speak of the devil. Um, <laughs> moved to Perth last year to um, just come and stay with her for like a holiday after my daughter was born. Yeah, and then just ended up staying here with her and moved over here. And now we live together. I didn't realise you lived together. Oh, that's nice to have someone to help you out with the kids. Oh, it's so good. She like, she'll just like, especially like she'll take my daughter who's like still a little baby. She'll take my daughter Clover so that I can like have quality time with my son. And yeah, it's super cute. We have like a little platonic co-parenting thing going on. Oh, cute. I didn't realise yeah. that we live together. That's cool. Yeah, we do. Literally right across the wall from another. So you must have all the goss about Married at First Sight and what's going on. You've got the inside yeah, scoop. A little bit, a little bit. Booker does, like, she keeps to herself a little bit sometimes. Like, it's funny, like, we live together, but we have such different schedules. But, yeah, look, I was, I was her support person. Like, there were a few of us, but I was one of the main support people for her throughout the whole, the whole experience. So... Yeah, I'm definitely literally my daughter watching. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, I, was, I was, yeah, one of her support people through through the experience. So definitely know a lot of what went on between her and Bretty Boy. Which I cannot wait to get into. So we haven't really seen that much of Booker and Brett, but what we've seen so far has been mostly great. Like they were pretty much the only couple who I thought had any real potential and – They pretty much hit it off straight away. They had great chemistry. But 
last episode in my podcast, I revealed that this week things start to go a little bit pear-shaped for them and they don't make it all the way, unfortunately, which I think a few people were upset to hear about. Yes. (laughs) And I have noticed as well the last few episodes, they have seemed a bit off, like they weren't as strong as they were at the start. Yeah, yeah. Look, and like what you just described there is kind of like a shortened version of like what we saw, well, almost like what we experienced with Brett as Booker's, you know, close friends. Um, Like the wedding happened and we were kind of like, oh, this guy's so beautiful. He's so woke. He's so like, oh, he's amazing. I had a crush on him. I was like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want him. I'll have him. (laughs) Like, and then literally it just started like all these, you know, she'd be confiding in us about like, stuff that was happening and it was so disappointing and just like gross really like the behavior um like I guess I can't comment on his character because I don't know his character but the behavior that was there was just like what is this can you elaborate on like a few of the things that (laughs) you heard about yeah yeah so I think one thing that was like quite just particularly distressing and concerning was um yeah like this sexist behavior it was but it's it's kind of covert about it so you look at people like Bryce who's just like he may as well just have like I'm a sexist or I'm a misogynist (laughs) written on his forehead but then you meet someone like Brett who's it's like you know if he he had it written on him it's just a sneaky little tattoo that no one can see (laughs) um such a good analogy yeah he um so he would just like he was cracking sexist jokes about like women can't drive like literally the most basic like like just pathetic humor that's just like not even like it's 2021 but people stopped cracking those jokes about women being unable to drive like years ago um thank god (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so it's like moustache hipster guy cracking these jokes for you meant to be cool dude um and then yeah it kind of like came back Booker came back to him and was like again this is just my understanding of what happened but Booker came back to him and was kind of like no that's not funny and like he got apparently was very offended by this and that's when the whole like oh you need to lighten up type of thing started and that's where you see these comments coming out like oh you're too intense um that was after Booker explained like a lot of her experiences as a woman just 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 as any any woman does have as we've seen recently with a lot of the information that's coming to light about women who experience sexual harassment or sexual assault. Um, Booker disclosed, you know, her experiences growing up as a woman to Brett and tried to explain to him how, like, those jokes, they actually contribute to, to you know, women, you know, rape culture and all of those things. And he just, like, wasn't having it. So she's trying to get him to understand, like, from a woman's perspective. Get him perspective. to understand, yeah, yeah, and just, yeah, did not want to listen to it. Um and that's when, so what we're seeing on television right now with the, oh, you're just so intense comments are coming out. Like anyone who knows Booker, and I can vouch for this, and like, anyone who knows Oksana knows that um, Booker is not 
she does not take things too seriously at all. Um, she cares about people very deeply. She's a very empathetic person. Um, so, yeah, to see him making these comments about her being too intense, it's like, nah, dude, she's not too intense. You're just upset. Like, again, my opinion, but mm-hmm. he's just upset that he's been called out and that she doesn't find his sexist jokes funny <laughs> or his homophobic jokes as well, like the ones he was cracking with Patrick at Liam's wedding. So, which we'll get into in a minute as well. I've heard a little bit okay. about that. So, yeah. <laughs> basically, we're seeing we're seeing him say that stuff to Booker, but we're not seeing why is what you're saying. So, we're not yes, seeing him make yes, those jokes. Exactly. We're just seeing him having like one on one yeah. time, and then he's like, "You're too intense." Yeah, and I guess this is where part of my frustration has come from because I'm looking at the comments section, and people are confused. They're either confused or they're jumping to conclusions. They're like, "Hmm, there must be more to you know Booker that we, mm. you know, we haven't seen." And it's like, well, no, really, like she's just this fun-loving person. The person you haven't seen sides of is Brett. <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of the scenes didn't add up and then I started to think because I remember from past experiences with previous seasons, when they're not showing a lot of a couple, there's usually a very good reason why. Like the storyline they had planned isn't working out or it's not adding up so they don't have a lot of footage that they can use to go along with their storyline. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about how it works, but that sounds about right, yeah. I think she looked pretty fun. I mean, even that role play scene, I was like, how much more fun can she get? All you have to do is, like, she'll kill me, like, if she knows how it is, but, like, go and look at her TikTok. Like, it's absurd. Um, She's very kooky and very, um, like, high energy, I feel. She is, and that's what it's like. That's what it's like living with her. Like, this morning, she just, like, walked out and was like, I want to cut Clover's hair and gay. Like, this is my daughter, who's, like, one. Um, And gave her the most absurd haircut ever like she is like she's high energy but like you kind of have to be if you're in a traveling um like an internationally touring metal band <laughs> kind of want to have a bit of you know know how to have fun so he's been telling her to lighten up she's not fun enough I also heard him say that she's too intense too emotional too deep and all of that which you've mentioned as well but I feel like when a guy says that that is just an immediate red flag to me it- yeah, it is. It's like, it's literally like, I, I, I don't even see like, maybe again, my experience as a woman who's maybe well educated on feminist issues or just issues that women and other oppressed groups in society face, like m- maybe I'm looking into it too much or I'm presuming that everyone else would think the same. But that is like, literally, it's like when you saw Brett in his, um, what do you call it? Like the like his back background video thing, how he's talking about his past relationships. I think that li- literally one of the first things he said on camera was like basically saying without saying that his exes were just like too much for him, like that he's just been with like, you know, that's the gist of what he was saying, that he's just been with really like vulnerable and like damaged people and it's just a lot for him to carry. But then cl- clearly it's, he it's must not of- like strong women or – Because being emotional, it's not a bad thing. It's just you have to match up with that emotional intelligence level. So exactly, he's not on the same level emotionally. It's literally just part of like toxic masculinity. Mm. It's like textbook. It's like you know, yeah, seeing sensitivity and seeing being emotional is a bad thing. Like, no, we want men who are in tune with their emotions, not men who get you know freaked out by the slightest bit of emotion. 
and like normalize having emotions, male and female, and expressing them clearly, which Book is obviously doing and he's not handling. Literally, she articulates everything so well. Like her and I have been through like our backstory of how we became friends is like not one for the faint-hearted. We have been through some shit together <laughs> and I have never felt like <laughs> love all of my other friends so dearly, but I literally have never felt more safe and secure than I do in a friendship that, that as I do in my friendship with Bukhar. Oh, can you elaborate on how you guys became friends? That sounds interesting. Okay, so long story short, um, daughter's dad, not the best guy. Booker was best friends with him. Um, and there was a, yeah, we broke up when I was pregnant. Um, Booker and him, like she was very much kind of on his side because she didn't know me. She only had his side of things. Um and then, yeah, over time after my daughter was born, she was like, I speak of the devil again, sorry. <laughs> right on um, cue. <laughs> yeah, after she was born. <laughs> um, after she was born, sorry, Booker just came out to see. She's like, is that poo that I can smell? Um, <laughs> after my daughter was born, yeah, Booker just kind of realised that she didn't agree with his decisions and, yeah, she kind of Mommy. took his place as her my daughter's father in a way. Aww. So how beautiful! Mommy. Yeah, Mommy. yeah. The... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, she does. Booker does seem really smart, and like she's got a high emotional intellect. Sorry, and she's yes. obviously a very strong woman with like clear values and morals. What I'm confused about is if Brett is as woke, and isn't he studying psychology? Um, I don't know. He, he is. I don't actually know if he like still is or not. Oh, okay. I'm not actually sure if he's still doing it or not. Um, I think he was like your first year psychology student, yeah. Okay. But you would think a guy like that that's into psychology who's saying that he's really woke, that he wouldn't consider being emotional or being intense like a bad thing? Like it just kind of doesn't Yeah, matter. it doesn't really. But then again, like he is only like one year into it and a lot of people get into something for, you know, not not the wrong reasons but just different reasons. Um, yeah. So maybe he'll end up finding that it's not his thing. Um, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't really add up. <laughs> I don't think, you, you know, if you're a psychologist and you have patients, mm. you're literally there to teach them how to be in tune with their own emotions and how to be emotionally resilient. So, exactly. yeah, yeah. Do you think that he's maybe like putting that persona on a little bit or do you think that they just had like really different belief systems? I think like, look, he's a straight white male. He's always going to have belief systems that are very different to hers. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, look, I don't, I don't know. I think they're, it, it's hard to say, like, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks play out. But, yeah, I feel like what we're seeing is maybe not what is actually going on with Brett. But, um, yeah, I guess there's always room for people to grow and change, but it just depends if they're willing to hold themselves accountable or not. Were there any other comments that he made, like, that we didn't get to see? Oh, there was that one that you, like, mentioned on your podcast last week about, like, the Japanese women. Oh, yeah, the fetish. 
Yes. Yeah, one so, of the contestants told me about that, that he was saying that yeah. he has a fetish for Japanese women and Booker was like really offended by that. So it was more so like that there was a list being written. Yeah, it was like a list that had to be – oh, it was pros – it was the, like the pros and cons list of like what I like about you, things I don't like about you. And under the things I don't like about you, he put you're not Japanese. Wait, is this with the sticky notes? I think so. I think that's what we're talking about. It was quite early on. And they didn't show that because that was a really nice scene between them. I was saying that it looked like a notebook scene. They were so in love and he was only saying, I think he only said nice things and he's like, I don't have anything bad to say about Booker. Ah, okay. Well, I didn't know. I don't know if that was aired or not, but yeah, that was definitely something that was said. (laughs) Wow. Which is really gross. So he literally said, you're not Japanese. Yeah, and even if he was saying it as, like, a piss take, like, it's not funny. And I think that's, from from what I, like, my perception of, like, this behaviour and all the jokes and stuff and the one you said we'd talk about later um, about, like, him joking with Patrick and stuff, like, yeah, I just feel like he, you know, that this whole thing of, like, humour should know no bounds and it's, like, it kind of, kind of should when your humour or the jokes that you're making is actually part of, like, a bigger scheme of things that actually creates like violence and danger for people from different groups and also like it is racist to say that type of comment you know not not to yeah. Booker. I know that she's not Japanese but still just to say that is very problematic at large it is and that's the thing like there is such an issue in society especially especially like western society where you know, women, especially women of colour, are just fetishized, And it's just like, no, like it's just not okay. It's not funny. And that type of stuff just shouldn't shouldn't even be happening. And I'm really shocked that it's, this type of behaviour just seems to be so overlooked. Mm. And kind of normalised as well. And no one really bats an Yeah, it's normalised. Like we're so quick to call black people like Bryce. And it's like, of course, as we should, but it's like, can we also look at what else is going on? Mm. <laughs> because the thing is we can, like, tackle people like Bryce all that we want. You know, we can tackle those types of behaviours, but it's never going to make a difference if, you know, the people who are upholding that, who are meant to be our allies or preached to be our allies, are actually just upholding that system, really. Mm-hmm. Were there any other comments he made about Booker? Any other examples you can give? Um, Not that I can recall. It was mostly, like, the intense comments and stuff like that um and yeah just like telling her to lighten up and stuff like that and when she didn't laugh at his sexist jokes I can't think of anything else off the top of my head at the moment but it was a long three months he also joked was it at the intruder weddings he joked about being gay with Patrick and that they were going to run off together And I was told that Booker didn't find this funny and that was kind of the catalyst for where their relationship went sour, basically. I think that's when she, what, realised she was like, I cannot be with this guy, we're just so different. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was actually aired on the the episode when Liam and Georgia get married. Um, Yeah, so him, yeah, you're right. Like there was the jokes, cracking jokes about like how him and Patrick are gay together because they just love each other so much. And it's like, again, dude, can we just like... You know, you can, you can be affectionate with your mate. You can love your friend, your male friend, without having to, like, crack jokes about you guys being gay together. Like, it's mm. like, are you, that, are you that insecure in, like, your position as, like, as, as a straight man that you have to, like, like, it is, it's homophobic in nature, really, because um, it's basically, like, perpetrating, like, the idea that you 
yeah, you can't be, you know, affectionate with your male friend. Otherwise, like, that's gay. So it's like I'm just going to joke about it to, mm. um, you know, cover it up and make sure everyone knows that I'm not actually gay. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just joking. So it's like also what's what what would be wrong with that you know um and i think for bookard the thing is like she's been with women before she's been with men um it's not something she really talks about like publicly um but yeah like she has she's been with women in the past she finds women very attractive um she finds men attractive <laughs> she's been with men so it's kind of like for her and i'm and i'm sure she would have disclosed this with Brett. so it's kind of like dude like pull your head in a little bit, hey. Mm. <laughs> like, like, look at what's around you. And for Liam's sake as well, because, like, apparently he went and, like, sat on Liam's lap while Liam was, like, holding hands with Georgia or something. Um, I don't know if this was aired or not, but, again, like, and he was just making Liam, like, super uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Um, so, and- like, kind of making light of the fact that he's also bi. Yeah, exactly. Taking the yeah. piss a little bit. Yeah. And then also, like, um, apparently his... Look, basically, this says it all, but, like, the nickname that, like, Brett gave himself was, like, Butt Boy Brett. Why? <laughs> well, because, because he just loves his bros so much that, like, he must be – so he's got to give himself, like, a gay nickname oh as a joke, God. you know, like a, you know, a nickname that, like, jokes at the fact that he's affectionate with his male friends or something. Like, it's just – it's not cool, but it's also just such common behaviour as well. And it's like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, like, of everything. I'm so – you know, in awe of Booker for going on this show and doing this because at the very least, even though Brett turned out to be not the not the best match for her, at least she's been given like a, you know, a platform and an opportunity to kind of bring light to these issues that not only affect her as a woman but, you know, affect other people as well, such as racism, such as homophobia. Mm. Yeah, she's very, she's very woke. She's very, yeah, in yeah. tune with her emotions, her values. So it's really good to see. She's a great role model for women. She is. I'm so happy that my daughter gets to grow up with her as mm. a role model. <laughs> Two strong mummies. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, honestly, how is Brett ever going to fit into this dynamic? Because, like, my children hate men. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so in that ins- at that wedding incident, basically when he said that gay comment um, about Patrick and Booker didn't really find it funny, he turned around and called her like too emotional or you know lighten up. That was the incident where he said those comments to her, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he brought it up. I don't know if he brought it up on the spot or later. Again, I kind of watch the episodes on and off while I'm doing stuff, but um, yeah, I think that's what's happened. Um. And that he's then gone to, um, yeah, so that was his response was kind of just, yeah, the whole like lighten up, you know, don't be so serious. Um, And it was unfortunate because like I was looking at the comment sections afterwards and people were like, people were like were resonating with him a little bit there. And I was like, hold on a second, like Mm. literally just standing up for like, you know, or standing up against like just homophobic kind of language. Mm. like. And even if it's a small comment here and there, it still does contribute to the greater problem and it's still not good. So It does, it does. And that's the thing as well, like just going back to like the sexist jokes and stuff, he wasn't listening to her. He literally was not listening to her, her lived experience as a woman and recounting all of these like things that she's had to just experience that so many women do experience. Um, 
that that wasn't enough for him. That was when he was like, oh, like you're so like, oh, kind of like when your damaged goods, that whole narrative started. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was then. So the poor thing literally had to resort to like pulling out data, like peer-reviewed studies by like like, social people with like social science majors, like showing that this is actually a thing that like jokes like that contribute to like violence against women you know and he so, still wasn't and, having it nah nah she was just too dark just had to lighten up a little bit wow so, so basically she's crazy because or she's a drama queen she's crazy for basically just caring about others yeah yeah just so just so awful right like <laughs> Do you think that he was calculated with how he played things when the cameras were on to when they weren't? Or do you think that they've just not shown those parts of him? I think that, like, yes, those parts of him haven't been shown. But, yeah, look, all I know is that I had to – I didn't have to. I, um, along with Emily as well, we've had to be there for Booker as someone we care about. And, yeah, he hasn't been that nice. Um, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't I don't respect him as a person. Um, I know she's tried to be there for him and have his back as much as she can because they went through this experience together. You know, she has great relationships with a lot of the other cast members. Um, and, yeah, it, it, like I'm, I'm pretty like I'll play the devil's advocate sometimes when I need to, but, yeah, I'm just like it'll get this man away from my friend <laughs> basically. Did you ever speak yeah. to him like one-on-one? I did, yeah, at the wedding quite a bit. Um, and then there were a few FaceTimes here and there. And any red flags then when you were chatting or it's just more what you've heard through Booker? Yeah, so like a lot of it, like we, um, Maddie and I, like the other bridesmaid, we had like some pretty long chats with him at the wedding that didn't end up getting aired. And one of the questions we actually asked him was like, do you, you know, are you a feminist? <laughs> And he kind of was like, oh, like, I don't like, you know, like that toxic man. <laughs> and he came out like, oh, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm a feminist, but, like, I definitely like, you know, like women's rights are definitely important to me. It's like, you know, the whole, like, I've got a mom, I've got a sister type of attitude. <laughs> um, so, like, it's almost like, yeah, he didn't want to feel emasculated by admitting that he's a feminist, but also, you know, didn't want to be like, sexist either <laughs> didn't want to say mm. I'm not a feminist so well, I feel like everyone yeah. should be a feminist like everyone should want yeah equal rights for women, seriously so it's, it's like not... a, yeah a feminist world an intersectional <laughs> feminist world would I... any less of a man yeah exactly oh my god it's like they'd be the first to you know bash some guy who hurt their daughter wouldn't they but <laughs> doesn't matter if they're the ones hurting women so Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) Um, Brett's also been telling people that, well, he was going around saying that him and Booker don't last and he was saying that he was going to get a really bad edit. So it was kind of like he was aware of his behaviour, but they've obviously edited him in another way or not really shown that much of them. And he was also saying that Booker's a nutcase, I think was the word he used, and crazy and a psycho. So that's what he was telling his mates, which yeah. is obviously a red flag as well. Any guy that says their ex is crazy is a red flag to me. Um, yeah. Did you hear anything about that type of those types of comments that he was saying? 
I saw like some of the, yeah, some of the things that um, went up last week that were like relating to him saying those things about her. And yeah, I, I like I didn't hear him kind of say anything because I, I don't know anyone who knows him, <laughs> but um, outside of that situation. But um, yeah, I like I saw some of that. And like, honestly, it's just it, it's gross and it's predictable. And it's just like, yeah, it's soft boy material, really. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it's just like I'm so woke, but I'm going to like gaslight every woman around me. <laughs> well, I don't know if he knows from what you've said. I don't know if he actually knows what the definition of woke is. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. Hey, because <laughs> it's oh, that word is. Yeah, it's like it's almost like it's a, it's become like more of a persona. It's like, dude, you, you know, you can't just present that to the world. You have to actually do the work. Mm. Sometimes that means changing your own behaviour. I also heard that he was complaining. This is from one of the other contestants. He was complaining because he didn't like the type of mu- uh, the type of music Booker creates. Have you heard anything about that? Is that oh, true? do you mean like the metal music? Yeah, he was like, it's not my type oh, of music. I hate it. It's like, okay, you, it's fine to have oh, different music like, like preferences, but to say like, it to your partner when they've produced it. Literally, and that's the thing, it's like, that's like attacking like her career and it's like mm. also like like it just makes me laugh because it's like literally someone's taste in music it's kind of it's quite scientific really like the way that your brain works as well and like you know even like experiences that you've had in your life that have like shaped your brain and stuff like that like in the way that your brain works like music taste is actually quite like it's like cool like if if you don't like that music that's fine but you can still like I don't particularly like I'm not a big metal fan but that doesn't mean I don't love you know the fact that like my best friend does it and I'm not going to support her I'm not going to sit there and be like hey I hate metal music like yeah and I don't don't know what type of music Brett likes but I don't really you know someone's music taste is kind of like it's just yeah it's a very weird comment to make and it's almost like it was a again if he has said that it sounds like it's just a covert way of trying to like bring someone down Mm. really yeah um can you tell us about obviously I've already spoiled that these two don't end up together do you have any details about what happens after today like what so what we've seen so far I think tonight there's some sort of letter task yeah so there's the preview that's gone up about the um the Patrick letter which is actually in our house somewhere I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was cleaning up um (laughs) but yeah yeah so there was the preview of the Patrick letter um and obviously in that preview you can see that Booker has not taken well to what was said in it um more so for the fact that it has highlighted you know what what Brett maybe really thinks of her because Booker doesn't know Patrick Patrick doesn't actually really know Booker very well but Patrick and Brett are really close so it's very interesting that like Patrick has formed all of these uh, opinions when it's like, how could he have gotten those? Where did he get those from? Because he doesn't actually know her. Right. So so they had to write – what was the task? They had to write each other a letter. I think it was like they're writing letters to other couples to give them, like, relationship relationship advice. I think that's what it was. Well, that's what it seems to be. What that is, in my opinion, is – um. Yeah, it's it's just it's, that's just like completely false, really. And I think again, it's just a projection of a 
man's widow insecurities <laughs> um, coming out. Maybe it's because she's already graduated in the field that he's studying. Um, <laughs> who knows? So he must have been saying to Patrick all of these bad things about Booker for Patrick to then address it in the letter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's just, that's the thing. Booker doesn't, you know, obviously they would know each other now and stuff through the show and that experience. But at that point in time, like that type of stuff, like there was no way Patrick could have been aware that like, you know, if, if Booker did never talk, always talk about herself, which she does not, um, it, yeah, there's no way he could have been aware of that. So it's like it doesn't take a doesn't take a genius or even one year of psych school to know that. Um, yes, that was definitely information coming straight from Brett to Patrick. And how did she feel about getting that letter? Terrible, like really terrible. Um, it takes a lot to make her cry. Um, she has so much pride and will not <laughs> cry in front mm-hmm. of anybody. And she was extremely upset, like an attack on her character like that. And to be like going through this experience with someone who's like been, I guess, you know, if someone's constantly telling you that like you're too intense and blah, blah, blah. And then like their best mate, quotation marks, comes out and like says all these awful things about you. Of course you would be hurt. And then that's, yeah, that's where we see that preview of Booker crying because they were really, really hurt, hurtful and awful things to say to somebody. Was he saying any of that to her face or did he basically just get Patrick to do his dirty work for him? Like had he yeah, bought those the things? Latter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he hadn't brought it up with her before that. She just kind of got ambushed with this all of these points from Patrick yeah. and he it's hadn't like actually this- addressed it himself. It's like this bomb just went off that was like, wow, hold on a second. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like finding out that this person that you're in this situation with essentially doesn't like you, doesn't like who you are as a person. Um, Yeah. That would have been so hard for her to like hear it from someone else when it's not even coming from your partner. Yeah, exactly. And and that's after like, you know, being so vulnerable, like not only through going through this experience with someone, but – opening opening up about, you know, things you've gone through in your life with somebody, mm. things that have shaped you into who you are today. Gosh, not good. So what happened after the letter thing? Was she just um, off it? Like- yeah, she was very hurt and upset. I actually remember speaking to her afterwards and she was basically like, you know, she, she this, he basically convinced her, like this letter convinced her. Like it had her questioning her own character, basically. Mm. She was like, wow, am I actually like that? Am, am, am I that awful? Because, like, I just feel, you know, for someone to say these things to me, I must be. But, yeah, after some chats, we kind of reassured her that, like, no, that is not a representation of who she actually is at all. And that, yeah, feisty Booker came back, empowered Booker, and was kind of like, okay, do you know what? If you would like and, you know, just, just cook me dinner and don't talk about don't talk about myself like that is so 1950s like <laughs> why don't I give you the full experience Brett you know if I make everything about myself why don't I just you know make it all about you for one and and just just on that note like I, I remember Booker recounting this one situation where he I, don't, I think it was after this or maybe just before that but basically he wasn't able to answer any questions about Booker's life, her family, nothing, and she could answer every single question about his. So, yeah, it was more so just she ended up realising, like, nah, do you know what? Like, I've put in the work here. 
I have self-reflected, you know, I'm not going to apologize for standing up for like my basic rights as a woman and the rights of other women. I'm not going to apologize for standing up for the things that I have. And she was kind of, yeah, I guess this was just basically like a F you breath <laughs> kind of moment, like, you know, t- taking a step. And, and, yeah, and just using, I guess, you know, humor because he's always telling her to lighten up so surely he can take a joke. <laughs> um, you know, if, if, if life is really as, you know, if life should be as lighthearted as he says it is, then I'm sure he should be able to take a joke like that. <laughs> so after this whole incident plays out, is there any, like, it's just all downhill for them after that, I imagine. Yeah, she was not, not, not happy being with him as as you would not. But um, I also think she was feeling very empowered. Like she got some of her power back. It was almost like, do you know what? At least I don't have to question myself every day now. At least I know what he thinks of me. So she doesn't have to, you know, take his little digs at her to heart too much because he's obviously made his mind up about her. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what transpires with those two after that. Lots of drama to come, it seems. Yes, definitely. Another thing I wanted to ask you while you're here, what is going on with her and Jake? Oh, my God. Sweet Jake. Did Um, you see the footage of the New Year's (laughs) Eve kiss between them? I did, yes. I saw it. I saw it on New Year's Eve. Oh, you were there? <laughs> no, I wasn't there. Um, our close, like our close friends were, and then Jake was just having a um, ho- holiday of such to Perth, um, and was just hanging out at ours, and then went to one of Booker's friends' house for a New Year's Eve party, and Beth was there, and some of our other close friends were there too. I was not, but I was getting like live updates all night. <laughs> so, what actually happened? Literally, it was just like a New Year's Eve patch between two friends. Not even a patch, like a peck. Um, it was so like I'm pretty sure it was actually like 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 literally everyone there kissed. It was like mm, Happy New Year, and then kiss, kiss, kiss. Everyone's kissing because it's New Year's Eve, um, and everyone's friends, and it's okay to be affectionate with your friends. Um, and yeah, literally, it was. I'm pretty sure it was so like Beth and Booker kissed, and then like Booker and one of our other friends kissed and then Beth and Jake kissed and then Booker and Jake kissed and that was it. But do you not think that they locked lips for a few seconds more than everyone else did? I know. <laughs> but I, I haven't, like there was no video of like everyone else kissing. They so were I don't know. for a little bit longer, I think. <laughs> Look, I can definitely see how that might have sparked a few little questions. But yeah, no, I've seen like literally from when they first connected um, and became friends, I've had, I guess, constant updates on like their friendship and where it's at and stuff. And yeah, look, I, I would have, you know, I, I'm, he's, he's a cute guy. I would have passed him for just as long. But <laughs> I would have put a yeah. tongue in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like it's just really into him. Like I'm sure she would have done more than just, you know, give him a New Year's Eve peck. And it probably would have happened like before maths, to be honest. Oh, yeah, because they knew each other before the show, right? They were friends. How yeah, friendly were they? Yeah, um, So, like, it was more of, like, a businessy type thing. Um, so I know that, like, they have a few mutual friends, funnily enough, through, like, the metal music scene. Um, and then they ended up connecting over Booker's um, business that she started with our friend Asha, Um when like quarantine and lockdown kind of started, it was like a music therapy thing that she's still running actually called Sonic Minds. Um, 
And Jake just kind of got involved because he really loves music, but he's never really kind of gotten involved in it. And obviously he's got his own mental health organization. So he just started, um, yeah, he started, I guess, getting involved and calling it like his passion project and seeing how he could help with like sourcing funding and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it was just literally a business relationship. And then the first time they met in person <laughs> was at that dinner party, that first one. Oh, wow. Imagine if they'd been matched together. That would have been funny. Literally. Well, like when she was like telling us about him a while ago, like me and like some of our other friends were like, oh, he's such a good looking guy. So like I nicknamed him Hot Jake and I literally like joked. I was like, imagine if you went on maths and ended up with Hot Jake. That'd be my dream. Um, But no. And then he was on the show, though. That's so crazy. You're Literally, I know. And I know people are like, oh, come on, like, surely. But I'm not even kidding. It was literally like, what the F when Booker, like, saw him. Oh, so they didn't know. They didn't know that they were both going on the show. Well, no, they they, they had no idea. I'm pretty sure Booker found out, like, through Brett, were, like, on the literally the first night after their wedding when she was like, so who were the other grooms? And Brett. Brett was like describing who they all were then she was like oh my god um and they funnily enough they had both kind of been like hey just gotta like I'm gonna be really busy for the next few months gotta take a step back from stuff for a little bit and Booker was like yeah yeah me too but little did they know (laughs) that it was for that what a small what are the odds Um, honestly yeah but no they've had a yeah they've had a very like supportive friendship it's really lovely and so no truth to the rumours that they are more than friends or that they're now dating. Can you confirm? No. D- deny. <laughs> they are. No, they are all good. Plus Jake's got that new girlfriend anyway. And, um, yeah, Beck and Booker are actually quite good friends too. So Beck and Booker are still good friends. That's good to know. Yes, they are. They are. Um, and despite what's been said about Beck, I actually really like her. And I know Booker really likes her as well. Uh, yeah. So no, it's, it's all kind of peace and love on Booker's end, really. And is Jake and Booker still good friends? Yeah, yeah. They're still really good friends as well. And we're still doing the business stuff together. So Jake and Booker are going into business together still? Yeah, yeah. With Sonic Minds. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's still happening. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was a business that was planned before the show. And now they've both done this show and they're still continuing the business. And now they've both got this kind of maths celebrity. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I know. So we're going to be doing it to um to em- Emily, the one with the pink hair at the wedding, um, <laughs> and myself. We're going to be doing it all together as well with them. So we'll all have our separate roles. But yeah, Jake's going to help us with um like sourcing some funding and helping us get it set up as like a not for profit and everything. Crazy yeah. how things turn out, isn't it? I know. Literally, when they say the world is small, it's like it's fucking small. Like. <laughs> And I need to ask, is Booker dating anyone else at the moment? Does she have a boyfriend she's hiding from us? No, no, a few stalkers since she's returned from maths, which has oh, been really? very difficult for us to deal with. Yeah, yeah, a few stalkers. Like actual stalkers um, or internet stalkers? Just like men that have like expressed interest in her and like to book her, like everyone is her friend. Like as long as you're a good person, you're her friend and – or just a few guys that have maybe gotten a bit ex- overexcited and the whole maths thing has really excited them and then they just, like, have not left her alone and she's had to, like, block their numbers. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're moving house soon, so we'll be feeling much more secure. 
Oh, really? What? So you're not feeling safe in the house? Is that how bad it is? Yeah, we've had like a guy trying to break in and stuff constantly. What? It's been pretty a, close. What? A, one of her stalkers trying to break we in? We don't. We <gasps> don't know, and that's the thing. Like bookers, you know, just we'll, we'll just be sitting out the front having a chat, and we kind of you forget. Like even for her, we're just like watching this TV show. Um, but yeah, we've 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 tried, and we try, we asked our landlord to put up a fence because we don't have a fence, and this oh, guy wow. just keeps coming back, and we've been like we've caught him like lingering at like 10 p.m. the other night. We're like, oh my god! So we called the police and stuff. Like we've made a report and everything, but he just like literally as soon as we walk outside, he just runs away. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Holy super crap. freaky, and like she, you know, you get like or you like Booker got warned about this to like the type of stuff that it's like possible that things like that can actually happen because mm. people become invested in like your, you know, your, you know, she's experienced it as a musician, but like having people invested in like her interpersonal relationships and stuff, it's like, it's a whole new level. Yeah. But um, yeah, pretty freaky, wow. <laughs> pretty freaky. Oh, well, I hope you guys stay safe, stay inside. Oh, thank you. Oh, some yeah, security. We've got the staunch, staunch mama bear thing going on. I went outside last night with a bread knife. I'm like, what was that going to do? <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy! Yeah, it's pretty hectic, but again, she does live a very eventful life. So, <laughs> sounds like it. I thought my life was crazy. <laughs> oh well, thank oh. you for clearing all of that up. That is all good. It's Happy good to, to just chat. Go straight to the source, well, the almost source, and just yeah. clarify everything because there's always crazy rumors flying around, and it's good just to. It is. Oh my goodness! What's true and what's I've not. had to really like refrain from the comments. I'm sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully Brett will do some reflecting after he watches the show back maybe and hopefully other people can learn a little bit more about like the systems that kind of uphold the oppression against women and other other groups of people. Amen. Morning. Oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. You know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And a little devastating PSA. I'm currently shadow banned on Instagram again. So please share my posts and share this episode around as much as you can. It helps me so much, especially during these very dark times. Share it on your social media or with friends. Basically just share it around as much as the Married at First Sight contestants share themselves around each other. Don't forget if you want daily gossip updates, follow me on my shadow band Instagram. And if you want sassy banter during Married at First Sight, follow us on Twitter. If you want to join our live episode chat thread during Married at First Sight, that is on the Facebook group at So Dramatic Podcast Community. And for everything else, head over to SoDramaticMedia.com. We are still having a 40% off sale on all merch at the moment to celebrate reaching 1 million downloads. Don't forget to use the code 1 million at checkout for that. And Drama Army, please, please, please keep sending in your tips and receipts. You are all doing amazing, sweetie, and helping this very tired and overworked girl keep the kettle boiling. So thank you so much to everyone who's been sending stuff in. I see you all and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Friday morning at 5 a.m., bright and early, with another juicy jam-packed episode. It's another huge one, so do not miss that. I've got bombs dropping left, right and center. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.